The following is a paid program by Carl Sterling. The content of the show is that of Carl Sterling and does not represent the views of this station or iHeartMedia. Some of the information contained in this program has not been approved by the FDA, nor is it intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any diseases. Information hereafter is for general information only, and before considering anything discussed, you should contact your doctor or primary care physician. One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you smaller. Your help matters with Carl Sterling on News Radio 570 WSYR on 106.9 FM and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Bring you the latest in health and wellness. So you can get to the other things that matter. Here's your host, Carl Sterling. All right. Thank you. Thanks, producer Dave. And it's really good to be back for another broadcast of Your Health Matters right here on News Radio 570 WSYR, also on 106.9 FM. My name is Carl Sterling, and I'm, as always, thrilled to be your host as we explore the journey towards a longer, healthier life. So today, I've been really excited about this show because uh, we're going to talk about something that is affecting more people probably than we know of. And we have two experts here. I'm going to talk about my guests here briefly. Okay. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's disease today. Possibly some other things as well, but I'm sure that all of us, I know people who've had Alzheimer's. I have a family member with it. Um, my grandmother had Alzheimer's, and it was so, so sad. It just devastating to watch the decline and um, everything that went along with it. So we all know somebody probably who has Alzheimer's, and it is a very sad situation, but there's really good news, folks. The good news is there are things that we can do. And this show today is that we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes right now because every minute counts especially with my guest, Dr. Dale Bredesen. Uh, Dr. Bredesen, I met a few years ago at uh, Maria Shriver Function in New York City, and he gave me a copy of his book called The End of Alzheimer's. And he also has written other books, many books. Uh, End of Alzheimer's and a couple others are also, those happen to be New York Times best-selling books. So he's a best-selling author. We also have The End of Alzheimer's Program, and the first survivors of Alzheimer's. So that's just the beginning, folks, because he has. A, we have a lot to talk about today with some talking points, but first I'd like to introduce and welcome Dr. Dale Bredesen. Thank you, sir, for taking this time. It's good to, good to be with you again. Thanks very much, Carl. Great to be here. Fantastic. And uh, just one second, because I also want to introduce somebody who's no stranger to this show, the former show, uh, host of this show, and the area's only Bredesen protocol uh, provider. And of course, that's the man, the myth, and the legend, Dr. Joe Barry. Dr. Barry, how are you doing today? Thank you, Carl. It's, it's great to be on the show, and it's uh, an honor really to be uh, on the show with Dr. Bredesen. Well, you know, I've been thinking about this show a lot. What am I going to do? How am I going to conduct it? Well. You know, I'm a, maybe a radio show host here, but I've got two experts on the line. I've got Dr. Bredesen. Uh, your work in this field is is game changing. You're the premier Alzheimer's researcher. You you 
doing things. We have a number of talking points here that um, uh, we could talk about, but I thought it'd be really cool to have the two of you start talking. And uh, Dr. Bredesen, let's start with you. What's new in the research? What's What are you founding, finding? What's happening? Yeah. And I'll let, you, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, actually, uh, we are entering a golden age, actually. And so you're going to see some huge changes in the next uh, five to 10 years. So as you know, the, the old-fashioned way and the way it's being done, unfortunately, currently in most places, is that people wait until fairly late in the process. They go into their doctor. The doctor says, oh, you have Alzheimer's. There's nothing I can do about it. I can give you a few medications that don't work. And you may have seen one of them was just actually just pulled in the last few days because it really doesn't oh. uh, help. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, it is a terminal illness. Uh, that's all changing. So number one, there are now new blood tests such as PTAU-217, uh, neurofilament light, GFAP, uh, blood tests that will tell you, are you headed for this problem? So you can really, for the first time, get a, an early look without having a spinal tap or a very expensive PET scan. So that's changing tremendously. Secondly, we understand that you that this is a very preventable disease. We're really getting to the point where we will be able to say Alzheimer's disease is optional. If you get in, we recommend everyone get a cognoscopy, just as we all know we should get a colonoscopy when we turn 50. You should get a cognoscopy, which is fairly simple with some blood tests and online cognitive assessment. And if you're already having some cognitive issues, include an MRI with volumetrics. But if you don't, you don't even need to get that. So it's pretty easy. If you're 40 years of age or older, please get that. Now with these new blood tests, you can see if you're headed for problems and you shouldn't worry about it because in fact, there's a lot you can do. The other thing is uh, we now have people who are over 10 years. This is a paper that's in press, will come out in a few months over 10 years of sustained improvement, which is unprecedented. But we also understand this disease better and better. It used to be thought, well, this is about a misfolded protein, uh, or it's about just about amyloid or tau. We now understand that there are dozens of factors that can contribute. There can things like uh, chronic infections. There can be things like uh, poor sleep, stress leaky gut. There are dozens of things that can contribute. We can identify these things for each person. There are different sets of contributors, and we can address these things. Uh, there is, a, there is a, now a documentary streaming that you can see on Amazon Prime, which is called Memories for Life, Reversing Alzheimer's, narrated by Michael Buble, who did a great job uh, and talks about these things and shows people who have improved and sustained their improvement. So we really are entering a golden age where things are going to be better and better, and this will ultimately become a former scourge, just as happened with leprosy and polio and things like that. Like that. That's beautiful. Dr. Barry, chime in with your thoughts. This is, well, this is so I, exciting I because this used to be a death more, sentence. Dr. This was just all bad news. Now we see hope. Yeah. Sorry, Carl, didn't mean to step on you. No problem. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. Uh, so that's what people don't realize 
is that Dr. Bettison has set up this whole program, and it's really unlike anything I've seen. You know, I spent a lot of time on the Internet doing research. Dr. Bettison has put this recode and precode program together and made it incredibly easy. You have so many different options. Now, it's not for the faint of heart. You've got to be committed. But if you're not committed to trying to make your brain better, then, you know, you, then you're not committed to your health. And unfortunately, so many doctors, so many uh, fellow physicians view dementia as untreatable or they put them on the medicines we talked about that really just prolong what they're going through, don't improve their health. But here we found, and I don't know how Dr. Bredesen got involved, and I forget, read his book too long ago. But, you know, this here's a guy that's fundamentally transforming the treatment of Alzheimer's across the country. You don't have to go to the Taub Institute. You don't have to go to the Mayo. He's arranging for it so that people can have this stuff done in their own home, in their own hometown, with the help of doctors that are willing to, you know, look into the program. It's not very complicated, It's it, and it involves everything. As he talks about the diet, the exercise, the sleep, the stress, it's super comprehensive. It's super easy for patients. It's super involved, meaning that they check in on you. Are you doing the oil pulling? Are you doing the brain HQ? I've never seen something like this set up so efficiently and so uh, so with the patient as the focus of trying to get things better. And as Dr. Bredesen alluded to, we're spending millions, millions on these high-tech drugs at $25,000 an injection that may make a scan look better, but don't have any clinical improvements to the patients. But here's a program using diet and exercise, scientifically studied nutrients and supplements that can make a big difference, that can actually grow brain again. And yeah, I, I would just add that the other thing to point out here is, you know, years ago, doctors thought that you either had diabetes or that you didn't. And of course, now we understand before you get diabetes, you get prediabetes. So you can actually see this coming. And before you get prediabetes, you develop insulin resistance. So there's a long roll into getting diabetes. And there's so much we can do to prevent this. The same thing we now understand with all so many of us, you know, the most people are do not have their optimal cognition. They're not kind of hitting on all cylinders, maybe because they're not getting appropriate deep sleep, or maybe because they've got a little sleep apnea that's been undiagnosed, which is very common. Or maybe it's because um, they have a tick-borne illness like Lyme disease or or. Uh, uh, Bartonella or Babesia that has been undiagnosed. Again, very common, especially in the north northeastern part of our country. Uh, so all of these things in, impact your ability to think and to remember on a day-to-day -day basis. And for so many people, they're told by their doctors if they say, "Well, you know, my my memory isn't quite what it used to be." The doctor says, "Well, you, you know, you're just getting a little bit older." And the reality is, so many of us could do better with our cognition long before we ever get to the point of having a diagnosis of Alzheimer's. This is another way that these new blood tests are going to change things, just as we can now see diabetes coming years ahead of time by looking at things like HOMA IR, where you're looking at insulin resistance. We're now able to see Alzheimer's coming for years ahead of time and catch it and do something about it before you ever have significant symptoms. Yes, doctor, that's amazing. Uh, we need to head out for a break just a moment. So we're going to come back 
and continue this conversation with Dr. Dale Bredesen, Dr. Joe Berry about Alzheimer's and things we can do about it. You're listening to Your Health Matters on News Radio 570 WSYR. We'll be back shortly. The election landscape is becoming clearer. America needs to wake up. Wake up, baby. The America that we used to know is in jeopardy. And you're riding shotgun on the road to the White House on News Radio 570 WSYR. All right, we're back. We're talking about Alzheimer's today and dementia. We have uh, Dr. Dale Bredesen with us, author of several books, best-selling books. Um, first, I want to say, folks, go get those books. Look for The End of Alzheimer's and look for the all the series, he, uh, the books that Dale has written. Get those, read them. And then if you need help, you know somebody who needs help in the central New York area, you call Dr. Barry, you contact Dr. Barry. Um, Dr. Barry, I'll have him give how to reach him on the show here. And then, of course, you can always call. You can call us here at Neuromotor Training. My clinic is in the the room uh, below Dr. Barry in the same building. We work on restoring, rehabilitating movement, cognition, and memory, amongst many other things. It's called Neuromotor Training. You go to carlsterling.com. That's Carl with a K sterling.com so uh thank you gentlemen i have a question dr uh Bredesen. i have yeah. uh been reading this thing it says that there's let's see sustained reversals of cognitive declines for greater than 10 years which is unprecedented unprecedented apparently you have done work in this area a man- manuscript was just submitted with this documentation documentation. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? That's really exciting. Absolutely. So I saw the first patient in April of 2012. She's now 79 years old and still doing very, very well. And we, that we, so we started looking at the people who had come in early on 2012, 2013, 2014. And what we found is that a number of these people, not every single one, but a number of these people have done very well. And we learned something important here. People would improve. Now, the idea here is when you're actually treating the drivers of the decline instead of just giving a medication which doesn't address what's causing the problem, then once you improve, you know, you've already addressed these key drivers, and so people do get sustained improvement. But what we found is that a number of them will go along for several years, and I'll give you an example. Uh, the woman who was, in, who was in South Carolina who did very well for six years, um, she increased her MOCA score from 24 to a perfect 30. Uh, her actually nice. her MRI improved. Her symptoms improved. She's done very well. In fact, she's one of the people that is shown uh, in the documentary film. Uh, and then after six years, she started to have a little bit of decline again. So why is that? So then we look back and see, okay, is there something new? And so she had three. It turned out she had three things. Uh, number one, she had a new uh, sinusitis, and it was you know, relatively mild, but clearly it was affecting her. This turned out to be due to a, a, a fungus species called Cryptococcus lorenzii. The second thing she had was she had a new leak in her home, 
Um, she had new mold growth, and the mold, some of these mold species make toxins called mycotoxins that can affect your cognition. So she had that treated. And then the third thing is she had sleep apnea, uh, which surprisingly had been missed uh, earlier on uh, in her evaluation or had it at least gotten worse uh, during her time. Th these three things were addressed, and boom, she's right back to doing very, very well. And we see this sort of thing repeatedly, that when you have cognitive decline, it doesn't happen for no reason. There are things that are driving it. So one of the key messages I hope that everyone will get is, please come in early. Do not wait. Again, the old-fashioned way is the doctor says to you, well, you know, it's not that bad. It's probably just your aging, and there's really not much we can do about it anyway, so there's no reason to come in early. That has completely changed. Please come in as early as possible, preferably when you turn 40 for prevention, but if you don't do it then, when you have your very first symptoms, because it's been well documented, the time from first symptoms all the way to where you are diagnosed is typically 15 to 20 years. You can see various changes in the brain. So the disease that we used to think of as a disease of old people, so-called old-timers disease, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. 80s, is actually starting in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, but is not diagnosed typically until your 60s, 70s, or 80s. So there is a lot we can do to head this off and even to reverse the decline, uh, as we document in the papers we've published. And these are freely available online uh, or and, and as well uh, the books that we published. Juniper, back to Barry. What are your the, thoughts? The, the way I like to refer to it is I tell people, when do you want to put the fire out? Do you want to put it out when it's in the trash can? Or do you want to put it out when the whole front porch is burning? It's so much more important. It's so much easier to deal with the issues when people have a little bit of cognitive issues than when they're frankly demented. And again, here I think, and, you know, I hate to harp on this, doctors are doing a terrible job at screening for dementia. You know, for my mother was demented for years before the doctor picked it up because he would ask the usual questions. How are you doing? Any problems? Are you taking your medicines? You know, people are not going to volunteer. They're having trouble with their memory. It's embarrassing and it's frightening to them. That's why I think my profession, primary care, has to do a better job of routine screening. You can do a MOCA. You can do a mini-cog. You can do whatever you want, an MMSE, uh, if you pay the copyrights. But uh, test people. I tell people, I want to do a physical on you, but I also want to do a mental on you. I want to look at your mood. I want to look at your your memory. And if we don't have a baseline, how do we know if it's slipping? Do you have mild cognitive impairment? Do you have the newer term subjective cognitive impairment where you score perfectly on the tests, but you still feel you're not yourself? There are some things that can be done. And when you look at the uh, program that Dr. Bredis has put together, it's all spoon-fed to you. Check for uh, heavy metals. Check for mold. Check for sleep apnea. Check circulation. I mean, it's really uh, a very thorough and aggressive way of trying to you know, you get cancer, you, you can get through it. You get heart disease, you can get through it. You get dementia. Unless you really step up your game, uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be pretty. And the, for, the, for the first time in years, we have a really appropriate, dedicated, targeted program. Unlike, you know, I was hoping that Upstate would do this. Let the university doctors, they're the center of knowledge. Why aren't they picking up these programs? I don't know. I think it's because everyone's looking for one pill one injection. And as Dr. Bredis has pointed out in his books, it's not that one-size-fits-all approach. Each person's dementia is different, 
and the approach to each person has to be individualized. And that's, again, why I'm such a big fan of the RECODE and PRECODE programs. Thank you. And if I could add, the, uh, there's a simple online test called a CQ test, free online. You'll get the CQ, if you just look up CQ test or you look up Apollo Health Go. So uh, this, this is a simple way to check to see where you stand. You don't even, you know, you go to your doctor if you're having any issues or, or if, you, if you're interested in prevention. I hope that many people will begin to, to filter in looking for prevention. And we are seeing more and more of this where people come in and say, uh, look, I'm in my early 40s, um, I'm feeling fine, but there is some cognitive decline in my family. I'd like to get, get on active prevention. We have not seen a single person yet who has gotten on prevention, done the right thing, and nevertheless gone on to get dementia. Now, I'm sure it will happen at some point. We've not seen it yet. So it is effective. There is so much that you can do. And it is important to determine what are the things that are actually driving this. What are, and as Dr. Berry said, these are different for each person. For some people, it is largely about inflammation, uh, as we see so much with, with uh, cardiac disease, of course, cardiovascular disease. Inflammation is a key driver. For some people, there's some genetic component, uh, the gene called the common Alzheimer gene called APOE4. Uh, again, in, in the past, we've said, oh, People say, don't, don't bother to find out because there's nothing you can do about it. That's a really backward look. In fact, there's a tremendous amount you can do about it. And, in fact, uh, there's a whole group of over 7,000 people that are part of APOE4.info set up by a person who has two copies of APOE4 and had early Alzheimer's and, by the way, is doing absolutely great um, on Recode and has now one of the ones who's now over 10 years. So there is so much. We have to change the old-fashioned idea that we have a passive approach. We wait until late, and there's nothing you can do, to a much more active approach, understanding that there is a tremendous amount that you can do. Fantastic. Doctor, thank you so much. Uh, folks, around for a break here. You're listening to Your Health Matters here on News Radio 570 WSYR, also on 106.9. Uh, Dr. Redison, I have a question I want to ask you. I'm going to do it now, but not get answers until we get back. And that is, can Alzheimer's live in the gut? Perhaps Great point. in 20 years before it makes it to the brain. Thank you. We'll be back Thank soon, you. folks. Thank you. All right, and we're back kicking off the second half of the show here. And uh, this has been an exciting first half with uh, Dr. Dale Bredesen, who's a New York Times best-selling author of The End of Alzheimer's, along with other books relating to Alzheimer's. Also with me is Dr. Joe Berry, the uh, Syracuse area's only Bredesen protocol um, provider. <laughs> provider. I was thinking about the survivor book just now. Um, Dr. Bredesen, when I was with you in New York City, you were telling me about Alzheimer's, maybe Parkinson's, living in the gut. Can you mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit? Like, how does that work? And how long might it take to get from the gut to the brain? Are we good? Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we've lost Carl. Carl, are you there? I am here. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, Dr. Bredesen, are you there with us? I'm here, yes. 
Okay. Did you did you hear what I just said? I'm sorry to you I and the listeners. Not, nope, I did not. You you said before. So sorry. I might have had a glitch. Well, what I what I wanted to ask, can you tell me about Parkinson's and uh, Alzheimer's? I remember we were in New York City uh, talking, and you were saying how it can live in the gut for many, maybe even a couple of decades before it gets to the brain. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's such a good point. Uh, and so it's been shown over the last several years that the gut microbiome plays a very important role in numerous diseases, and this include, as you mentioned, include Parkinson's disease and also Alzheimer's disease. And so you know, we are headed to an era where part of this uh, of treatment is going to be optimizing your gut microbiome. We already, in our approach, use prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics that can all be helpful. But what happens, as you know, you have a remarkable colony throughout your gut, mainly in the large intestine, of course. Uh, and th there are critical players, uh, all sorts of different organisms. Uh, these include bacteriophage and include viruses and include many species of bacteria. Uh, and include uh, various fungal species and things like this. And, of course, in some cases, uh, parasitic species and things like that. Uh, these have all sorts of impact on what happens to the food you eat. They have an impact on, on what happens to your gut lining. So depending on, for example, whether your gut lining uh, is good enough to keep out fragments of food and things like that. Having a so-called leaky gut where there's some damage to this lining is very common and causes all sorts of problems because it releases fragments of these bacteria and pieces of food and things like that into your bloodstream, which, of course, then recognizes this as foreign and abnormal and starts to make an inflammatory response. So healing begins in the gut, of course, thousands of years ago. Uh, Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut, uh, and I don't know if you could say all of them, but certainly it's an important contributor to many uh, types of diseases, and these include Alzheimer's, these include uh, Parkinson's disease. So that when you look at what Alzheimer's disease actually is, you know, what is this thing? It's a name, but what does it actually do? What we found in the in the research lab is that Fundamentally, this is a network insufficiency. You have all sorts of different contributors to the supply side. You have all sorts of different contributors to the demand side. And when you have uh, too much demand with not enough supply, you literally will downsize this network. And that's what Alzheimer's is all about. And it's really dependent mainly on three things. The first one is energetics. Do you have enough energetic support for your brain? That's blood flow. That's oxygenation, which is, by the way, why so many people with sleep apnea run into problems. That is mitochondrial function, the so-called batteries of your cell. That is things like ketone level and your ability to metabolize glucose. So that's the energetic part. The second part is inflammation. Anything that's causing more drag, you've got more work to do when you've got ongoing inflammation. You are fighting these various microbes that get into your brain, things like P. gingivalis from your mouth, herpes simplex from your lip. These can all increase your risk. So, so the second part is inflammation. And that, of course, can increase because of a change in your gut microbiome. 
And then the third part is toxicity, as mentioned earlier. And this can be air pollution, a lot of work showing that air pollution is a contributor to risk for cognitive decline. This can be uh, things like heavy metals uh, that Dr. Barry mentioned earlier, things like mercury, for example. Um, and then this can also be biotoxins, things like toxins caused by various mold species like Stachybotrys uh, and uh, Aspergillus, Penicillium, Wallemia, uh, Ketomium. Those are the big five. Uh, so th these are the things that create the problem, and absolutely a change in your gut microbiome is one of the things that can change that equation. So when we evaluate and treat people and prevent this problem, we look at the very things that contribute to the problem and address those. Dr. Barry, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's, um, again, well, I think that Dr. Bettison has a super holistic program. You know, it's, a, it's about the toxins, it's about inflammation, it's about yeah. uh, insulin resistance. It's really comprehensive. And when you work on your brain, the same things are going to benefit your heart. The same things are going to benefit your blood pressure. The same things are going to benefit your arthritis. It's part of a comprehensive way of looking at yourself, not just the old, what's the problem, here's a pill but how do I improve my health? How do I avoid going to the doctor for illness and start going to the doctor for my wellness? And I think that everything he's talking about is the future of medicine. And it may take a, a while before we would teach that tipping point where everyone else, the expression, first they ridicule you, then they uh, dismiss you, and then they say, well, you were right all along. It's gonna be a while before we're there. But I think with people like Dr. Bredesen dedicating themselves to this, you know, we're. We're making progress like we've never, we don't make progress like this in cancer. We don't make progress like this in heart disease, but we're finally making progress in one of the most debilitating conditions. And it's not just the patient, of course, you know, it's the caregiver. The caregiver burden is unbelievable. And that's, again, if we can address this early on, uh, we can improve the caregiver burden because that's one of the things that really, I think, is so disheartening about this, this condition. Yeah. And Carl, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Dr. Barry, you and I work with a lot of um, the same patients, and quite a few of them have had, they found mold in their houses, uh, a lot of it in some cases, and that's really probably caused some problems. And um, I didn't know, I knew mold was not a good thing, but to, to hear about the effects that can have on certain kinds of molds, especially. But the other thing, too, is uh, before we go to a break, folks, we do have to run up to a break, come back for the fourth quarter in just a couple of seconds. I find it interesting because, you know, the body doesn't label anything. The body doesn't say, oh, I have bones here and I have a muscular system and here's a nervous system, here's a peripheral nervous system, here's an endocrine and here's this. The body doesn't think about anything because it can't. It's a body. And it works. To, everything works together. And when one system is down, just even a little bit, if not all other systems, at least a few other systems are probably going to come down, even if it's almost immeasurable. And we talked about this last week on the show, too. And so it just goes to show that with the information we have here from Dr. Bredesen, that it's so wonderful and fabulous to have hope that we can feed ourselves a certain way and that you can get help here locally at Syracuse, New York by seeing Dr. Barry, Preventive Medicine Associates, 
And it, it, this is all just like the greatest news in the world. There's hope, folks. Your body, all systems work together. And so we need to run out to a break. We're going to come back for the last quarter and just a couple of minutes. My name is Carl Sterling. You're listening to Your Health Matters right here on News Radio 570, WSYR. See you, see you soon. Any man's finest hour is that moment when he lies exhausted on the field of battle. Victorious. Uh, coach, this one's already exhausted. Look at him. Biden, get up. Huh? Pre-game coverage of the real big game is underway. News Radio 570, WS. All right, folks, we're back for the last segment of the show. And I'm really excited about what we're talking about today because it shows that there is hope for Alzheimer's. People living with Alzheimer's. And you know, Dr. Barry mentioned too, the caregivers. Well, I gotta tell you, man, we see it all the time. Caregivers really, really getting burdened with so much. Well, what if we can reverse uh, this horrible diagnosis of Alzheimer's and we can give the caregivers, caregivers a break as well, family and friends, maybe, you know, the, the ripple effect is deep. So uh, here's what I wanna do. Dr. Bredesen, I wanna turn the floor over to you, but when you're, uh, after you tell us, I know there's something you want to say about not dying. Then, Dr. Barry, I want you to jump in because I want to make sure you're able to ask questions you want to ask. So, Dr. Bernstein, please go ahead. Tell us what's on your mind. Yes, thank you. So, the point is that the, to see people getting better for the first time is such a wonderful thing. And, and in fact, you know, one of the practitioners that took our training and, and uh, started to see the first patients, uh, the first patients he saw that got much better, she cried. Uh, the, the doctor cried when the patient came into the office. Um, we see these uh, remarkable stories. Uh, one woman had moved back when she got her diagnosis, she was told nothing could be done. She actually, she and her husband moved back to where she had grown up to die. She went back to die. And then she's actually, that was, that was now uh, 11 years ago. And she's done great. And she's uh, not just not died. I mean, she's actually, uh, she worked with me on the second book, actually. Um, she's done very, very well and continues to do very, very well. Uh, another guy, a, a man uh, in his late 60s uh, said, I've allowed myself to talk to my grandchildren about the future once again. He had told them, you know, you, you can't talk about the future. Another woman, uh, her uh, grandchildren said that she, uh, she would mix up their names all the time, and now she remembers to pick them up. She, she's, she knows their names, no problem. Uh, her husband said, you know, she's never been better, and our marriage has never been better. They've actually done, uh, been very, very happy. So to, to see these people getting better and staying better is a blessing. It's wonderful to see that. And this doesn't mean that this happens to every single person. Again, the earlier, just as Dr. Barry said, the earlier you get in, the better, the more complete the, the improvement and, and the, uh, the easier it is to do. So again, I urge everyone, please get evaluated. Please get in early. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and let's, let's change the world and make it so that there is a lesser burden of dementia. This is a huge problem around the world. We can reduce it dramatically if everyone will do the right thing. Dr. Barry. Well, I just couldn't agree more with Dr. Bettison. And I think that we're on the cusp and the age of really making a difference in healthcare. And you've, I, I, I understand if you're a little discouraged because this is not a thing that's offered everywhere by everyone, but things are getting better. And the internet has made, I think, such a huge difference in terms of 
getting information to people and helping uh, different people come together, nutritionists, physical therapists, etc., because it is a multidisciplinary thing. But that does, and it's a daunting. But if you look at something like Recode or Precode, everything is thought out for you. You want to get your own supplements? Great. Would you like to have them get the supplements for you? No problem. You want to do your own dining stuff? Super-de-duper. If you, you can't be bothered with all that, you want prepackaged meals delivered to you, they've got that option as well. I've never seen anything so comprehensive, and I'm really quite, you know, pri- I think privileged and honored to be part of it, even in the tiny way that I am. Again, thank you very much, Dr. Bredesen. Thank you, Dr. Berry, and thank you for all the great work you're doing with your patients. I'd like to speak for uh, on behalf of Dr. Berry, having known him many years. He's he's thinking outside the box, um, Dr. Bredesen, respectfully. So are you. That's why we're talking is because we just we're not normal. Normal gets normal, and that's usually no good. So it's when it comes to our health, the way it's been going, and not to diss any community. I'm not trying to come down on the medical community, but you know, my son is a doctor. He's an MD, and but he'll he'll agree with me. See, you know, just people need to be looking deeper, looking into longevity, looking into what's really going on, getting the proper blood test, the proper testing, and the proper interventions. Things like diet, exercise, working on not just the body, movement, balance, all the normal things you think of with work. All right, folks, we're back for the last segment of the show. And I'm really excited about what we're talking about today because it shows that there is hope for Alzheimer's, people living with Alzheimer's. And you know, Dr. Berry mentioned too, the caregivers. Well, I got to tell you, man, we see it all the time. Caregivers really, really getting burdened with so much. Well, what if we can reverse uh, this horrible diagnosis of Alzheimer's and we can give the caregivers, caregivers a break as well, family and friends, maybe, you know, it, the ripple effect is deep. So uh, here's what I want to do. Dr. Bredesen, I want to turn the floor over to you. But when you're, uh, after you tell us, I know there's something you want to say about not dying. And Dr. Barry, I want you to jump in because I want to make sure you're able to ask questions you want to ask. So Dr. Bergson, please go ahead. Tell us what's on your mind. Yes, thank you. So the point is that to see people getting better for the first time is such a wonderful thing. And and in fact, you know, one of the practitioners that took our training and and, uh, started to see the first patients, uh, the first patients he saw that got much better, she cried. Uh, The the doctor cried when the patient came into the office. Um, We see these uh, remarkable stories. Uh, One woman had moved back when she got her diagnosis, she was told nothing could be done. She actually, she and her husband moved back to where she had grown up to die. She went back to die. And then she's actually, that was, that was now uh, 11 years ago. And she's done great. And she's uh, not just not died. I mean, she's actually, uh, she worked with me on the second book, actually. Um, she's done very, very well and continues to do very, very well. Uh, another guy, a, a man uh, in his late 60s, uh, said, I've allowed myself to talk to my grandchildren about the future once again. He had told them, you know, you, you can't talk about the future. Another woman, uh, her uh, grandchildren said that she, uh, she would mix up their names all the time, and now she remembers to pick them up. She, she's, she knows their names, no problem. Uh, her husband said, you know, she's never been better, and our marriage has never been better. They've actually done, uh, been very, very happy. So to, to see these people getting better and staying better 
is a blessing. It's wonderful to see that. And this doesn't mean that this happens to every single person. Again, the earlier, just as Dr. Barry said, the earlier you get in, the better, the more complete the, the improvement and, and the, uh, the easier it is to do. So again, I urge everyone, please get evaluated. Please get in early. Uh, and, uh, and 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 let's let's change the world and make it so that there is a lesser burden of dementia. This is a huge problem around the world. We can reduce it dramatically if everyone will do the right thing. Dr. Barry, well, I just couldn't agree more with Dr. Bettison. And I think that we're on the cusp and the age of really making a difference in healthcare. And. You've, and I, I, I understand if you're a little discouraged because this is not a thing that's offered everywhere by everyone, but things are getting better. And the Internet has made, I think, such a huge difference in terms of getting information to people and helping uh, different people come together, nutritionists, physical therapists, etc., because it is a multidisciplinary thing. But that does, And it's a daunting. But if you look at something like Recode or Precode, everything is thought of for you. You want to get your own supplements? Great. Would you like to have them get the supplements for you? No problem. You want to do your own dining stuff? Super de duper. If you, you can't be bothered with all that, you want prepackaged meals delivered to you? They've got that option as well. I've never seen anything so comprehensive, and I'm really quite, you know, pri- I think privileged and honored to be part of it, even in the tiny way that I am. Again, thank you very much, Dr. Bettison. Thank you, Dr. Barry, and thank you for all the great work you're doing with your patients. Well, I can speak for uh, on behalf of Dr. Barry, having known him many years. He's he's thinking outside of the box, um, Dr. Bertison, respectfully. So are you. That's why we're talking is because we just we're not normal. Normal gets normal, and that's usually no good. So it's when it comes to our health, the way it's been going, and not to diss any community. I'm not trying to come down on the medical community, but you know, my son is a doctor. He's an MD. And, but he'll he'll agree with me. See, you know, just people need to be looking deeper, looking into longevity, looking into what's really going on, getting the proper blood tests, the proper testing, and the proper interventions, things like diet, exercise, working on not just the body, movement, balance, all the normal things you think of with working out, let's say, but exercising the brain. You know, HQ is a beautiful program. Um, we use it and we love it. So, Dr. Barry. Thank you. Dr. Bredesen, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on my show, both of you. And um, everyone, go out and buy Dr. Bredesen's books. Just go Google, The End of Alzheimer's. You're going to see all the stuff. If you don't have Bredesen Protocol near you, well, maybe it's worth a trip to somewhere where somebody does. Because like Dr. Barry says, your health is, uh, your insurance is tied to your illness, not your health. So with that, folks, we'll be back next week with another show with a special guest, Dr. Emily Splickle, and that's going to be a game changer. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Once again, thanks, Dr. Barry. Thanks, Dr. Bredesen. Thank you, Producer Dave. You're listening to Your Health Matters. Your Health Matters, Carl Sterling, WSYR. The proceeding was a paid program by Carl Sterling. The content of this show is that of Carl Sterling and does not represent the views of the station or iHeartMedia. Some of the information contained in this program has not been approved by the FDA, nor is it intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any diseases. Information has been for general information only, and before considering anything discussed, you should contact your doctor or primary care.